1: book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator
2: imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia the cia and the kgb
5: The Nikki
0: Glazer
6: Podcast. Podcast Here's Nikki Hello welcome to the Nikki Glazer Podcast It is Monday August something Don't even know It was all, it was Friday the 13th on uh, this past Friday I read a tweet that said uh, you know the world is going to hell in a handbasket, something like that, because uh, it's Friday the 13th and no one is commenting on it. It's just like, you know, like usually it's, there's a lot of uh, press leading up to to Friday the 13th and um, yeah, nothing, no one, I didn't even, it went by without even me noting that it went by. Uh, Noah, do you have any superstitions about that stuff? Because- I always try at the first of the month to say rabbit, rabbit. It's like the first thing. And by try, I mean I've never once done it since I was 12 and heard that it's good luck that on the turn of the first of the month you say rabbit, rabbit. I don't know where it came from. Um, I, uh, I, I, I Do you have any superstitions though? Like are you?
0: I'm not superstitious, but the thing that I keep finding myself doing. Are you kind doing, of superstitious? No. I'm I'm non but yeah. the thing that the stupid thing I keep doing is if I if I look at the time and it's all the same number, like if it's one eleven, I'll make a wish.
6: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, one eleven, no one's talking about eleven eleven. <sighs> that one is the one that everyone <laughs> makes the wish on. So if it's like two two two. Right, like 222 or is 333? Right. Okay. I like that. Maybe I'll pick up that one. And you know what? I don't need another one. Superstitions <laughs> become so OCD, and I'm sure um I would love actually to hear from our besties about the dumbest things you do superstitiously. And um and I'll recommend the best medication for you to be on to make those stops so you can get on with your fucking day and realize that none of that stuff. Uh, you know what? Actually, now that I've become more spiritual, I do believe in those moments help you pause and maybe connect to something outside yourself like a um you know like as someone who didn't believe in god for a while superstitions I think were my connection to like god or like something something's controlling the way things work and I have to keep them happy to you know like stay alive or whatever I used to have a joke that um you know, I, I used to, and I always still do this where uh, not actually I don't always do it anymore, but I used to have a thing where, you know, if I don't reach if I if I'm on a run and I'm like, I see the, where I want to end. If I don't get to the end before this Dua Lipa song ends, like I'll just pick something arbitrary that'll just pop in my head. Then I will not um, I will then I will do a B on my upcoming special taping instead of an A. Like that's the kind of thing. It's not like I will fail it. I'll just get a B and I don't want a B. I want an A. And then I'll start just sprinting. And the song is about to end in 4 seconds. I'm so fo- I'm a half mile away. So it doesn't even make sense. I'm setting myself up for failure or like a if a light a lot of times I'll be looking in my be- purse for something. If anyone does these very specific ones, please let me know because sometimes you do things that you think no one else does. And It's wild when someone goes, I do that too. Sometimes I'll be like digging in my purse for let's say a credit card or like a chapstick or something and I'll be driving, right? And I'll be at a stop, I'll be pulling up to a stoplight. It's turning yellow. And I decide that if I don't find the chapstick and put it to my lips before I start or, or before my car stops, like until I come to a complete stop, then bad things. will, like I don't even I don't even have enough time to decide the fate. Like I'll just be like, so then I will start just like slowing down and like just you know really inching forward. And then I get so close to the bumper in front of me because I just don't want to stop before I find the chapstick. And then I have to stop and I go, I guess, you know they are going to cut my joke on F-Boy Island season or episode eight or something like, it's just so stupid. But I used to have a joke that, um, I was really superstitious as a child. Well, not super, but kind of, I used that joke that I used on you before that seemed off the dome, but it wasn't. Um, and I said that, uh, you know, I would be playing basketball in my front yard or not yard, but driveway. And I would say, if you don't make this basket, your sister will be kidnapped. And then I would, um, oh, I would try so hard to just throw the ball behind my head. Um, like, it was it was a joke like that of, like, you're just, I would love her to be kidnapped because she was so pretty. Um, the superstitions I have is I say, if I say a never statement, a superlative of, I've never, I don't even want to say it right now because I don't, I don't have any wood around me, you know? Um, and I would have to go knock on wood. Well... Like, sometimes you look at a door and you're like, is that wood or is that like laminate? And can I do like a wood if it's inside the wood? Like, if there's a coating on top, does that count as wood? But if I say a never statement, um, like, let me say, uh, I've never had a million, um, I was about to say dollars but I'm not trying to brag. (laughs) I I don't, that's, that really was shitty of me and revealed too much. I've never had, listen, it's not my money, by the way. I might have a million dollars, but you know this, whatever you have in the bank, it ain't yours. Like uh, I can say that people go, you must be, have you reached that point? Yeah, I have, I have. But I spend so much money to make that money. So and I I split whatever I get. I'll talk about that in a second, but um if I do a never statement, like I've never had uh $10 million. I'm trying to do one that's positive, so I don't have wood around me, so it might happen. Um I've never had a million ten million dollars. Um I if it was a bad thing, I would go knock on wood, I would hit wood three times, knock on wood, and then I go on my head, knock on wood. But I didn't do it, so maybe I will have ten million dollars someday. That's the only superstition I really actually have. The other ones, you know, if I'll be on a treadmill, which I never am anymore, but I used to do it. Like if if I don't finish this four-mile sprint by the time the song is done, whatever that is, then I'm going to bomb my appearance on Conan. And sometimes I wouldn't finish the sprint and I would just go, Nikki, that is your OCD. That is not actually going to happen. But if I did finish it before, I'd go, well, looks like I don't have to prepare for Conan because it's in the cards. Let me talk about the money thing for a second because um, I know I, I hate talking about money or ever complaining about it or or being like bashful about having money because that's even more obnoxious than just bragging about it sometimes, I guess. Um, I have been someone who has had no money before and been very scared and I don't pretend to understand what that's like if you have a family or you know a lot of debt or anything like that so I have a lot of empathy for anyone going through that and I don't mean to trigger you by talking about money and being like but I just I never you guys know if you're listening to the show I don't really look at my money ever I don't really know how much I have um, because it scares me and I feel like if I look at it then um, I might see like I might owe oh, so, like something, and then I'll have to like give it away. I don't know. I have all this fear wrapped around it. It's a very common fear. It's the same reason I don't like to go. You know that I don't like to call insurance companies, and I pay out of pocket for so many things that I could just give insurance for because I'm just scared to talk to people on the phone and have them be like, "Oh yeah, um, while we're on the phone, you owe us uh ten million dollars. We forgot that, and if you don't pay us, you're gonna go to jail and lose everything." Like I'm just scared of this thing that doesn't even happen. Um but what I will say about money is like I did for the first time look at I was like I was backstage with a meal in um Atlantic City waiting to go on stage and talking about how I want to bring more people on the road with me and including him he's going to be on a lot of my dates and I was figuring out how to pay him or like how to make it worth his time because I was once a struggling comic and you know, got brought out and the, the money you make at the club is not enough to like, it's not a living wage I- anywhere close to it. And, you know, especially if you're paying for your own flight and hotel, which hotel is usually provided, but I, I was telling him and I was like, you know, it seems greedy of me to not, when you hear how much money I make at these gigs, if you're my opener and, and then you see how much money you make from how much I'm paying you, it would seem like, well, that's not fair. And I'm, and I'm actually just – I'm not saying that is what my openers say because I don't think it is because I do pay them better than most people pay their openers, I would say. I don't know that to be true, but based on my experience. Um, but there's there's some fear of me having people see how much money I make for certain things I do because the people I work with might be like, hey, um, can you give me some more of that? And I want to. As When I make more money, I always try to get everyone that I pay, they make more money, like – you know, I used to make, a uh, like, b- based on the check I would get at the end of the week from a club after I did seven shows, it would be, a, I don't even want to say the number, but it would be a number that's a fraction of the amount I make doing one theater show now. And that's just, you know. That's what happens when you get a little bit more famous. I'm not at the level of Sebastian yet, which by the way, when I was at the Borgata in Atlantic City, I'm walking through the bowels of this hotel to get to, or casino to get to my show. And I'm walking with Emil and Andrew and then we're being escorted by security. And they go, um, you know, Sebastian's performing here tonight as well. Not at the same room as I was. Um, and if you want to go to his show later, yours gets out by the time uh, you could make it over to his. His starts at 10. And I was like, uh, maybe, I don't know if I'll want to watch comedy after doing it, but maybe, hey, by the way, um, I, I under, I, I'm guessing that Sebastian is doing like some kind of arena you have on campus. My, my theater was a th- about a thousand seats and I go, how, what, what's, what's Sebastian's and they go 3000. I go, actually, I thought I would be doing a lot worse than Sebastian, like just a 2000 seater discrepancy. We both sold out. Um, okay. I guess uh, I'm not too far in Sebastian's uh, rearview mirror, and they go, um, he sold out 17 shows, uh, in like three minutes, and he's he's doing a residency of 17 shows over like three weeks. And I was like, oh, I, I, never mind. Uh, what's 17 times three? Uh, I don't know, 51. Andrew did that math by the way. Immediately, I was like, I abandoned the math because I was like, I can't do that. So Andrew just goes, it's 51. I was like, well, hello. Um, so that really like shook me and made me realize, like, okay. Yeah, Sebastian is where I thought he was in comparison to me. Um but what I will say about it is that when I was talking to Emil and I never look at my money and I don't really I always want to pay everyone as like I just want people to feel good about working for me and never resent me um based on how much I'm giving them or how much they see I make versus them and I started just talking to Emil about it and saying like you know I can offer you this and I know that seems low but can I just let me, for the first time ever, try to do some simple math and figure out what I'm walking away with over a weekend based on my costs. And Noah, <laughs> I just want to say that the weekend that I picked, which was San Antonio, doing two shows in one night, and you know everyone on my uh, payroll and all the money I spent on um, flights, hotel, uh, you know, for my team and, uh, food. Um, well for myself, I guess I, I, you know, I bought dinner one night and, but I didn't even add that paying Glebsevchenko to come out and choreograph. Yeah, was gonna say, the did thing. you have
0: to rent uh like a dance studio rehearsal space? I did.
6: I did. I had the, we rented by the hour and that was actually like very affordable. I might do that in every town I'm going to, because I, I do love, um, choreographing dances and like adding I want to like make more and having glub around was awesome but you know and and let's discount I didn't even add glub to this when I was doing this math with a meal and I determined by my loose math and if my business manager is listening I do need you to look at what I'm walking away with at the end of the weekend because sometimes my agent will message me and go wow the numbers were great this weekend you walked away with debt to debt and I go is that the number before after you take your share and my manager takes a share and my lawyer takes a share and my business manager takes their share uh, from like, you know, processing all of that money, like what this, this and taxes. So whenever I get a number from them, like uh, this is your gross for the weekend, I just go, that is gross. That's a, a obscene amount of money. That's for the me just blathering on stage. I, I'm I under I, I try to give people a good show because I understand how much they're paying for tickets now, and I, I I feel undeserving of it. But I'm I'm working towards making a show that even if I suck, you will still have a good time. That's like my goal because I'm insecure about uh, my talent. Gaining security as every day as I go because I'm actually going to get security because I'm a little scared of people that actually think I'm talented. Uh, being uh, no, I'm just kidding. That was just a weird rant. But uh, I might need security down the line, and then that's another chunk. Let me just say, when I hear the big number, um, I never ever go. I made this this weekend. What I do is I split it in half, and because my, my agent manager takes a cut and then taxes, right? So I split it in half and then I, then I add a little, because let's say like, it's probably like 45% is not mine. I'll never see it. It was never mine. So for someone to tell me I made this much this weekend, I never go, I made that much ever. And when I, someone, when I look at my, um, the, the Any of the, like the money I made for FBoy Island, split it in half and then maybe split that in half too after all the expenses, you know? And so when I did the math, no, I'm not joking you. Working like the DC Improv and selling out six shows there over three nights in a small room versus two shows in a theater in one city, I made m- more money. In DC and let, and let me be okay that's more work that's more days I have to get in on a Wednesday do press on Wednesday morning or Thursday morning Friday morning and then I fly out on Saturday, Sunday I don't hate staying extra days I actually liked that because now flying into a city and then flying out the next day it's really taxing but I made more money in then because all I was paying for was Andrew to open for me and then also tipping out the wait staff generously um and then also my manager and agent took a chunk, but like I didn't have a lot of other things. Like Andrew got put up in the hotel by the club; I didn't have to pay for that. Now, and it's it's funny like it all kind of equals out. Like I'm not making more money actually from this. Is that does that mean that I shouldn't do a theater tour? Not to me because the reason I'm do, the reason I walk away with less money is not because that's just the way it is. It's because I've designed it that way because I want to make it an enjoyable experience. Like, I want to pay for this to be as easy for me as possible. My assistant, Jen, takes care of all my bullshit, so I don't have to ever deal with any, like, paperwork or dealing... You know, like, there's things that make it... Now, it's it's a, it, it's very enjoyable for me. However, it is taxing in terms of the travel and... um. Really just the travel. That's the only thing that I can't pay someone to do for me is to like travel. And sometimes I wish I could pay people to pee for me, honestly. Um, The thing is, it's worth it. And I was talking to Anya about this and she's like, well, babe, maybe we can work on cutting costs somewhere because this doesn't seem right. And I go, no, I don't want to because I want everyone that works for me to be compensated enough that they feel good about it. And I also want to make it fun because... Yeah, I could not have Andrew and Anya open for me and just get a local person that would do a great job. I could not have a tour manager who I really love and pay him, I could pay him probably half of what he's, I could pay someone half of what I'm paying him and he'd feel okay about it because people are so hard up for work. Like, I could take advantage of that. And I'm not saying I'm like some kind of fucking hero, by the way, I'm not paying them. Like, I'm sure my tour manager would listen to this and be like, "Uh, no one would do it for half of what I make, bitch. But I want I, I I want to just only do work that's fun from now on. Only work that's fun. And I learned this weekend flying to Edmonton, three flights on the way there, a 15-hour travel day, delays along the whole way. I'm not complaining, by the way. I'm not complaining because I, um, I remember that Louis C.K. clip where he talks about the miracle flight. You don't get to complain about flying. You should be happy that you can fly through the air miraculously like a bird and get from – one goes to the next in, you know, five hours instead of, you know, five years and all the people with you would die. He has a great bit about that, that he did on Conan and in a special. Um, And it changed the way I perceived that. So I never t- complain about air travel, but it was three flights there, three flights back and to do 30 minutes of comedy, but it was worth it. You know why? It wouldn't have been worth it had I not been able to hang out with David Spade all weekend and his assistant, Heather. Um, I made a new best friend in Heather. She's someone that you're going to hear me talk about a lot. Just an instant like love at first uh, sight kind of thing with a a friend. Um, But that made it worth it. It would... uh, If that wouldn't have happened, if it wouldn't have... And the show itself was amazing. Everyone, all the besties at the show in Edmonton, thank you so much. There were some outside of the gate that couldn't get in that were screaming at me that I waved to. I love you so much there were ones waving in the audience it looked like Woodstock and yet there were people waving to me that I knew were besties um that made it all worth it um but if it wasn't like that I would have said I will never go to Canada again because I get so nervous going through customs I feel like I'm a criminal it stresses me out and I would have like been like okay no there's something recently that I put my foot down and I go I'll never do that again what was it hold on we'll get Andrew in here right after I figure out what it was I just go I learned my lesson oh yeah I will never go on a girl's trip to a hotel and not Google the place that I'm staying. Again, learn my lesson, you know? That is not. I mean, that does have something to do with money. Oh, let's get Andrew in here. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew and How I Met Your Mother—
2: Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
4: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app,
8: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred year old murder mystery. Listen to the Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Oh, Marion's there too.
6: Yeah, I got her. Hey Andrew. Ow. Ow. Uh yes you're an in- <laughs> Oh, they think you're here because I am talking to someone. Before, I was just talking to myself, and now Marion, my dog, thinks that someone's here. Marion, come here.
5: Gosh,
6: you know, uh, it's, uh, it's wild how she has healed. You you remember me, her wounds?
7: Can you hold the scar up? I'd yes. love to see it, even though even in person it'd be even better, but. Okay. I'm, I'm coming up to the you. Wait, hold on. Oh, my God. Wait, What? What a cool scar. That's what I want my stab wound to look like.
6: It's a great scar. And um, she's totally healed. She is like just as normal as ever. She looked like
7: she got bit by a shark. That's how cool that scar is.
6: You know what's not a cool scar is the one that's on my knee after I surgically removed the wart. Did you go at it again? No, dude, because I I was right. I got it out. I miss it. I'm mad I got it out. (laughs) But you know what? I have a gigantic... Scar on my knee that um, people keep commenting on. I see it in photos. Like, I have to go get get like laser surgery or something. Like, I I need to get. And then the other day I got we, so depressed. Weird that
7: your own surgery, your own mass surgery just that you did yourself, did it, to would yourself, make it, flat did
6: it and not make a big like purple. Like lesion, um, it looks way worse than it did when it was a little wart. But you know what? I had I would do it again. That was so fun taking a scalpel to this baby. And um, the other day, I told my mom and her friend who who have designed our podcast studio that I, because her friend goes, "Nikki, your beautiful legs have bruises all over them," because they do. Um, but I think she was really looking at this thing that looks like a bruise, but it's actually the scar from my wart. Um, and I go, "Oh no, this is a." Scar from a wart that I surgically removed myself with some scalpels I bought on Amazon, and she goes, she goes, you know, you could use a banana peel for that. Like my mom and her were kind of like banana peels work to get off warts. It's like it's like an old home. If do not try a banana peel to get rid of your wart. I will. I can actually tell you how to get rid of one if you want to do it in a way that's not with a scalpel. Like there's other ways. Um, but it's so funny that she was like, my mom goes, Nikki, next time use a banana peel, and I go, I would never do that because I don't want to get rid of it. I didn't really want to get rid of this thing. I miss it. And um, anyway, how's Chicago? How's Brenna? I
7: I mean, I do love that they were so, chi- like, they weren't surprised. Like, this is such a woman thing. Like, I hey, just get a banana peel and a cheese grater. Like,
6: I mean, I think wrong? they were horrified like, by the fact that I <laughs> cut it off with a scalpel.
7: You know bolt. what you need to buy? You got to buy a stitch kit. You got to learn how to stitch yourself up.
6: No, I don't want to do that. See, I... I don't like that kind of surgery. If that got me off, I would be so happy because there's so many videos of that online. But there's not a lot yeah. of like digging out wart videos. Um, as you know, like there's just not the content that I want uh, as a wart head. It's just not out there popping. <laughs> People send me cysts. Some I can't even say that word because I'm my Invisalign in. Sorry if I'm sounding kind of lispy today, but I gotta wear my Invisalign uh, more. Like stringently because I need to get through it. I've been on this shit for five years now, and it was supposed to be <laughs> seven months when I originally got it in two thousand
7: sixteen. You have like the you have like the Gill- Gilligan Island of mouths.
6: Yeah, I what, what does that A mean?
7: Three hour tour. Oh. <laughs> <of> three-
6: <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. It's like I I really this weekend I was like popping them in or out, and um, David Spade was like. So, what's the deal with those? What are you trying to fix? And I go, Oh, it's just like this little tooth that I, it's out a little bit more than the others. I was teased for having buck teeth as a kid. I can't stand the idea of one of my teeth being out more. I'm obsessed with it. They were breakup braces. I was trying to control things that were out of my control. I picked braces. And he goes, I think at some point you just like, are like, you just give up because that's so long to be wearing these fucking gooey trays on your it doesn't look good i mean they are invisible and sometimes people can't tell they don't look better than crooked teeth like six years of this here's the
7: problem with them Mm -hmm. they're zero to 60 they're invisible in your mouth and then they are the most visible thing on the table when you take them out to eat with someone else like they are insanely visible
6: it's Ridiculous how gross <laughs> they are, and when you take them out, <laughs> and I'm so used to taking them out that I don't get yeah, you don't by realize
7: it. it. Yeah,
6: if you don't want to hear the sound of it right now, it sounds Kirsten said it sounds, or maybe it was you, someone funnier than me said that it sounds like it's your back cracking. Was that you, Andrew?
7: I don't know, but yeah, it does sound like, like listen, sound yeah.
6: like picture me cracking my back. Oh.
7: Oh. <laughs> You know what else you could hear? You could hear just a drip of wa- saliva. Mm,
6: I know. I'm They're, sorry like at the end, to everyone hear... who is a misophonic out there and did not want to hear that. Um how is Chicago?
7: Chicago Chicago's great. Um been having a lot of sex. Almost too much, you know, for me. It's just too much.
6: Um just making up for um, lost time. Let let me ask you about I mean, you couldn't get up there fast enough. I could tell you were like really feeling the the absence of your lady before you oh, went up yeah. there like you were just jonesing for um, some sex I mean oh. eh, how I'll quickly tell you, did you guys bear?
7: relationship what right when she she came home from work she goes I need a shower and I go no you don't
6: yeah I'll I'll I, lick you
7: clean yeah I I I did it was like I'll tell you what, a long distance relationship, the first time you have sex, it's almost worth the, you know, month of cheating on each other. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just just kidding.
6: Yeah, no, (laughs) I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that long distance relationships often last longer because of that heat you develop. In the t- you miss each other, you know, and, and you, yes. you can just stretch out a relationship much longer than it would be. Now, you guys didn't start long distance, so you already know that you actually would work if you lived in the same city. You're not under this, like, delusion that
7: you're... But don't you find when you're in a long distance, like, let's say I'm leaving in three days, let's not talk about the departure on the first day. Like, let it... Let's just have fun, because you already are thinking about the goodbye, which is tough. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, do you bring that up? You've dated a little bit long distance. Like, do you tr- do you talk about the sadness of leaving? I mean, or kinda... dude, that's
6: all I can think about. I can't. That's <laughs> I can't enjoy meals because I know it's gonna be over. I can't enjoy um series at, at like uh, finales because I know it's about to be over. Like when I uh, y- even on our Tulum yeah, you can trip, enjoy I was episode like, episode
7: two, huh? You can enjoy episode. Let's say you're going away. You're gonna go see oh, someone right, for like, five yeah. days. You can enjoy the first three days.
6: Yeah, I think the, the last, first two, the first yeah. three days of a trip of a vacation, I don't think about the end at all. And then I would yes. say the last two or three days, depending on how long the trip is, um, when it starts to go over the hump and you start to like open your emails again and start thinking about like, oh, what's it gonna be like when I get home? And like, do I have food there? Mm-hmm. Like. That's when I start getting pretty depressed and then it takes me out of the moment and I can't be in it anymore. I just got a a podcast sent to me. I do friend casts with my friends where we send each other podcasts about our lives, you know, and it's just an easy way to catch up. And my friend recently just sent me a podcast I listened to this morning and she was talking about like uh, a time she was longing for of like when we were together and she was just like, you know, I just like – look at pictures of it or I like I I look at footage and stuff and I just am like thinking about like god I wish we could just go back to that like I just miss that so much and I was doing a podcast back to her today and I said that still exists like that happened and it's still like when someone dies it's obviously like the saddest thing ever because there's no more memories to be made but like you have the times that you did spend together and I, and I also like you still have those I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about but what I did say was like next time we are in a place like that where we are all having like she was describing a moment she was like I wish we could just be in this one room when we were all giggling and blah 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 and I go next time we are let's really try to sit in it and be like god this is fucking good god like right <laughs> now feels good and and then why don't we try when things are really bad to treat them like we do about good things which is oh it's gonna go away it's gonna go away soon it's not gonna be this way forever why don't we ever when something's ba- when things are bad I always go this is the way it is and it's always gonna be this way and when things are good I go this is gonna go away soon so let's flip mm. those if we can
7: yes um yes. so are you that guys struggling with that no, no. I mean, we're good. I just think the first day she was talking about it, and I was just like, "Why are we talking about this?" Because she loves you, day? and you know. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's. it's great. And if you don't but talk I about do it, think... there's
6: not going to be a solution. You know what? Just put another time to see her on the books. If you have that, yeah. Then there's no worry about parting ways because there's uh, something to look forward to.
7: But I think that's the thing with long distance is like when, as long as the high. Out like the beginning of seeing each other outweighs leaving each other. They can. St- I think when they start to like flip is when it starts getting in trouble. Yeah, long but I'm distance not saying is that, not that, yeah
6: um, sustainable. But, I mean, maybe it is for some people, but I find that there is a um the first couple times are so magical, and those first bangs yeah. when you <laughs> see each other are just great. But then by the end of the week, like you're there a week, like you just start kind of <laughs> going like. I know there's this hot girl laying next to me that like I would a week ago would have murdered my roommate to bang, to even touch this person. And now uh, like she's just, she's hot and she's there and I'll fuck her. But it's like, it, and dude, I am obsessed. I'm not going to get into it right now. I promise you. I am freaking obsessed with the book. I picked it up again on my, Arduous journey to Canada this week, which I traveled twenty seven hours in three days, in airports, in planes.
7: You cut your arm off. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know me; I, I could have got, got cutting that off in twenty seven seconds. I love a, I love a surgical. Uh, I, I mean, I really, would- lady, we
7: haven't even took off yet. Yeah. I, ah! <laughs> That's for our 127-hour heads out there. Yeah. I love that movie. I've never even seen that
6: movie, but we get the reference. And I didn't even say 100. I said 27, and you just went with it, and I like it. 27, I think, is the best age. I think that's also the age that a lot of people die. However, I did pick up a book again. I'm starting to read again because reading is a vacation for your mind. It really is like I just need to as much as when I get depressed, I know that I need to think outside myself and not and either call someone who could really use a, a, an ear to listen to their problems. Like I need to be of service to someone or I need to pick up a book and or like jump into a show or something and escape and make someone else's life uh, or like ideas um, fi- like fill the, the space that, that mine are, are like spiraling So this weekend I was kind of spiraling about I saw a picture of myself that I just didn't know that I looked like that um, I left the house thinking I looked way different And then I saw an angle and I was like, whoa um, That's different than I thought So I started spiraling Anyway, I, I decided you got to read again Like immerse yourself in something interesting So I went through my ebooks in my phone And Noah, you know what book I just decided to pick back up again? And the answer is not getting to I do, even though that is God. a book that I recommend every woman and man read <laughs> um, to understand attraction and uh, you know building intimacy and finding the right partner for yourself and boundaries and all that stuff. But Cupid's poisoned arrow, Noah. Thoughts? I'm listening. Um, I'm obsessed with it again. I started from the beginning because I, you know, I always is read a it, third uh, of books. Is it-
7: Fiction is it? It's is it well, you wish
6: <laughs> because it is not fiction at all. It is a nonfiction book, and you've heard me talk about it, Andrew. I read this book back in like 2018, I'm guessing, and I was obsessed with it. I talked about it on my show, You Up, all the time, and um, my serious show. Whitney Cummings recommended this book to me as she did uh, Getting to I Do. And me and Noah and uh, Anya became obsessed with Cupid's Poison era, which is a book about um, orgasms and how they destroy relationships and oh and women and women and men. <laughs> like it is the research is so compelling. The way this woman presents her argument, like I'm also reading a book about codependence and narcissists and how they attract each other and how unless you heal your codependence, you will always be magnetized to a, a, a narcissist which I find over and over is like, you will never love another codependent. You'll always love a narcissist. It happens over and over again. It's fascinating. It's called the human magnet Sh- syndrome is the book that was re- recommended to me, I think by a bestie. And I, it's the way he writes just doesn't grip me as much. And it isn't as is this, the evidence is all there, but it's just not the way it's not presented in a way that I, I can recommend it to my friends and know they're going to stick through it. If you read Cupid's boys and arrow, I, 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 am I'm imploring besties to just g- download the sample and read the first 100 pages on your phone or whatever, first 20 pages, 100 pages for me is like five pages because I have the font so big. But And tell me that you aren't compelled by the research and the anecdotal evidence and the case studies. Um, It's basically saying that the reason that relationships fail is because we're having too many orgasms. And I thought of you, Andrew, not because of your relationship, but because one of the opening arguments that I, I missed the first time I read it is why do friend why do deep friendships never seem to fall apart? But the second um, that the second you get into a relationship, that the relationships fall apart. Why is that the relationships have such a shorter and more frequent turnaround uh, and shelf well, life? I
7: guess your answers would be orgasms. It's
6: but. sex. It's sex. Yeah. And that is the problem because Andrew, you and I have, we, if you take out the, the, if you, if you look at our relationship and our friendship, which I have with anyone that I'm, I'm roommates with that I'm like, when Anya and I lived together, it was like a relationship except we didn't touch each other and have sex. Like there's, there's nothing about you and me that would like, aside from the fact that we don't touch each other and have sex, that is really that different from a relationship. And I would say that for all of my best friends. But especially you because we live together. You know, that's why I'm giving that mm-hmm. example. But uh, why is it that we can maintain friendships and really rarely have falling out with friends? I mean, it does happen, but the relationships always fall apart. And the answer is sex. The answer is sex. And I, you might say, no, it's jealousy and it's like, you know, monogamy. That's a whole other thing. Why are we allowed to have, why am I allowed to have a shelf of best friends and my other best friends don't get jealous of those best friends? But yet, I can't keep a shelf of lovers. I don't want to keep a shelf of lovers. But why, why, why jealousy? Why this uh, treating it like, like property? Well,
7: I guess that's why relationships where you start as friends and then you maybe add sex later could be better. They, those than fall apart too. The no, that,
6: she she cites that as like that's because I was even thinking about you because people are always like, why don't you guys together? Or whatever, and I'm like, you think it would work? Based on how close we are, but that's because we're friends and because we don't have sex. That's why we're gonna last. It's like if we, yeah. if I was best friends, but with a lot guy of people and get divorced. Him,
7: but a lot of people get divorced after they stop fucking a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of relationships where you stop having. sex. No, this but isn't I guess about stopping having before. sex.
6: By the way, not having orgasms is not a. It's actually more sex, more foreplay, more intimacy, more cuddling, more slow building of sex. It's no orgasm. So people always go, but Nikki, I like sex. It's like, no, you're going to have more, but it's just no orgasm because orgasms are for procreation. And when you have an orgasm, and this is my final uh, thought of this Mm -hmm. spiel, and I'll be talking about this a lot because I'm actually going to finish this book and try to remember, (laughs) I'm highlighting things. I'm studying this book the way that... I, you know, I would if I was had a final exam coming up in a nightmare that <laughs> I have last night, actually, where I was trying to get to class. But final thing is that the, the blanket statement here is that orgasms are things that are made to have to procreate. And one percent of couples having sex, let's say one per- that's probably uh, generous, are trying to conceive a baby. So. Why are we all doing something that only 1% of people uh, relationships are actually trying to do what it was meant to do? It would be like, there was a great example in the book. It would be like um, having like birthday cake every single night of your life because it's, it's a thing you can do when really only one less than 1%, one out of 365 are really having a birthday that day and deserve the cake. Like you don't, just because Mm. it feels good and it's what you want does not mean it's making your life better. If we did everything that felt good, because people go, I love orgasms. They're all, I live. I love them. The research states that after you come, you get depressed, you get anxious, you get clingy. This is for a woman in the two weeks following. There's bliss for a day of up to two or three days after and then it plummets and you get anxious, clingy, depressed. For men, instantly after an orgasm, they want something new. There's a study with rats where a rat is uh, put into a cage with a female rat and he's horny as fuck and they fuck a lot. Well, how hot is this rat? I'm so hot. Both both rats are super hot. But but actually that's true because they (laughs) pump the woman with hormones that make her... Having like spray Yeah like her asshole yeah. smells good You know whatever yeah. it is They pump her with hormones <laughs> So that she's super hot to this rat So listen to this Andrew The rat fucks and fucks and fucks The male rat yeah. Populate They make a t- they, make, they have a ton of sex The rat jizzes And then the rat Passes out in the corner From being tired From exhaustion And then the female rat Is still going like Come on Because she's pumped with hormones More 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 And the male rat is just like Oh, you know, I got to get up early and I'm just like, I just don't feel good. I think I ate too much. And like, I, you know, just kind of like you, maybe let's watch your favorite show. It's like on TikTok or whatever. And then they take that female rat out. And this is right after the male rat is sleeping and pushing the female that he just fucked out. They take that female out and they put in a new female that's pumped with the same hormones that female has. Guess who's ready to go again right away. That fucking rat it wasn't about not wanting to fuck anymore, and that he was exhausted. It was about he didn't want to fuck the same thing because he already came in it. When men come,
7: oh, rats. <laughs> let's get to the news. Wait, I have a question though. No. Fine. <laughs> Damn it.
6: <laughs> we'll be talking about this all this week. I just want our besties to read *Cupid's Poison Arrow*, and I would love to hear what you think about it.
7: Okay. All right. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. No one's allowed to come until Nikki says so, uh, which will probably—you're <laughs> probably gonna die with coming. I don't want to have orgasms
6: um, anymore. I really don't. I'm—I'm I'm not doing it. I'm gonna test it.
7: A, okay, but but as a guy, you need to come 21 times to keep your prostate healthy. What do you say to that? Um, bullshit. Okay. I think it's oh. the same
6: as like circumcision. Oh, it's you gotta do it because uh. Uh, Well, there's dirt in your foreskin. It's just like, (laughs) shut up. You just, it's religion. It's dumb, and it's for aesthetic purposes. And we've we've glamorized a a circumcised dick, and now everyone's making scientific arguments for it. And it's just, yeah, maybe they get infected more often if there's a. You just need to teach a a baby and a man proper hygiene, and I think that would solve it rather than having to slice a baby's dick open seconds after it was born. What?
7: Can you can you come on your own? No. So if you're in a relationship, you can't come on your own either. No.
6: The thing is, like, I'm not even joking you. I I stopped smoking weed a week ago. And for me, weed... And by the way, they've done brain scans for men who have orgasms. And the same... An orgasm is not a penis event or a genital event. It is a brain event. And when they do scans of brains for men having orgasms, the parts of the brain that light up, it looks exactly like a heroin addict uh, shooting up. And... It's a drug. You you have a disease that follows an orgasm, the depression, the anxiety that follows an orgasm, then makes you want to have another orgasm to fill it. So when I stopped smoking weed a week ago, the anxiety I had of not smoking weed made me want to smoke weed, but I worked through it. And now I don't have I don't have that urge anymore. So it's it would be tough at the beginning to not have orgasms, and she pre- in this book she presents a type of lovemaking that you can have that is without orgasm that I haven't gotten to that part. So I don't know what the sex looks like without orgasm. Noah definitely read the book and knows it's called Kareza. but um, we'll get into it later. Let's get to the news. What's the first story?
7: All right. First story. First of all, I hope you're having all the swells out there. You had a great weekend. No orgasm. 10 common (laughs) phrases people constantly get wrong and how to Mm. say them correctly.
6: Wait, can I guess some of them? All right.
7: You ready for some of these?
6: All intents and all intensive purposes.
7: That's literally the first one.
6: Yep. That's the one that everyone always gets wrong. It's for so all for intents all and purposes
7: purposes. What should it be?
6: All intents and purposes. Yes. Not intensive.
7: That's, I mean, that's wild. It's not everyone wild. It's that. like
6: It's just such a common one. I think uh, it might seem like I am blowing your mind right now, but that that's just one that happens all the time. What's, what's number two? Uh, that's the only one I got. I
7: could... Uh, I could care less, oh,
6: I could care less. I couldn't care less. If you Correct. could care less, then it's not, then it's something that, yes, i I couldn't care less. But you know what? I could care less works for me if you mean that you actually could care less about something. And the truth is yeah, when that, people that say would, i yeah. could i I couldn't care less, yes, you could. There are things that are more boring. So I could care less <laughs> is actually more accurate because you can always when people go, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I go, you wouldn't wish be your flight being delayed seven hours on your worst enemy. Your worst enemy is probably for me. It's Trump. I'd wish that on him. You know, like that's yeah. that's a it, phrase that actually yeah. doesn't. Or this is the best barbecue. It's the best barbecue in the world. Have you tried all the barbecue in the world? You can't say that you don't know. It's the best barbecue I've tried in the world. Yes.
7: You know my stepbrother, his joke, his big joke, Jake the Snake. What he'd always go. His, we his like existence. Fr- what. Yeah, spaghetti for dinner, and he'd go, man, this is the best spaghetti I had all day. That's cute. It's like, it's the only spaghetti you had today, Jake. I
6: like that joke. I had a dream about (laughs) you and your brothers last night.
7: I had a dream about you last night. What? Yeah, and Conan was there. What? And a dog almost got hit, and then I screamed in my sleep, and Brenna was awake when I screamed. It was so embarrassing. Was I telling you about
6: uh, no orgasms? (laughs)
7: <laughs> it sounded like I had one. All right, ready? It's so nip embarrassing in the bu- when people hear you nip. wake up from your nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh. I went, I went.
6: Ah. Oh.
7: I go, can you do the sound? And that's what she, she goes. Yeah, you were like.
6: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so humiliating. I once was in a tent with my mom and sister on a camping trip. And I remember having a dream that I was like in a Miss America pageant. And they are just, I heard them kind of like stirring. I was like half awake. And I woke myself up saying. My name is Nikki Glazer. Like, I was saying it like,
5: like a fashion voice. It was oh, so God. embarrassing. <laughs>
6: all this is embarrassing is when my dad told us about having a wet dream in front of this family as they were all watching TV as a kid. <laughs> I mean that's gotta be the worst. You guys besties, send us in voice memos of things you've said in the company of others when you're sleeping or waking up from a nightmare that are embarrassing. I would love to hear that because they make they're already making me laugh just thinking about well, it. Well, I thought
7: a dog was about to get hit by a truck. One of the toy poodles I used to walk. Wait
6: a second. You I forgot you tried that to dreams are interesting. So let's get back to oh, yeah. mispronunciations. Okay.
7: Let's nip this in the butt. Oh, nip this the in the phrase.
6: bud. Bud. Yes. Yeah.
7: As in, take action to stop a bud from growing into a full flower. I
6: thought that's what it was. Okay, let's do another. Like, give me more.
7: I mean, give this me, is give my me mind. more. What? Do a three sixty. Yeah, no, you're gonna do a, 180. Do a one eighty. If you do a three sixty, yep.
6: you're gonna end up right where you are. Yeah, I did a complete three sixty, and uh, let me let me guess, drum roll for one that definitely has to make it, literally.
7: Uh, I don't see literally. I say on literally. Here, but figuratively, you're so wrong.
6: It's so embarrassing, and I I gotta stop doing it. But I, I say literally a lot, and it's well, it's well, an say issue. what
7: what what should you say instead of literally?
6: Not say it because it's not uh. literal. <laughs> you know when people go, it sent like I've heard Oprah a lot of times go, and it sent literal shockwaves through the nation. It's like unless you're talking about an atomic explosion, there's nothing that literally sh- sends shockwaves through the nation.
7: Ah, right. So it should be figuratively. Yeah, yeah. But that Metaphorically, sound nearly as yeah, yeah. You should just say shockwave. Yeah, you can say it sent shockwaves,
6: shockwaves to the nation. You don't need to say literally because then that that makes that presents uh you know like it's gonna be literally could have could have.
7: Well, this said should should be could have and should have or should have should have. I used to have a problem with this should have and yeah. I used to I say think that's okay. Should have. Oh, should
6: of uh, like I'm thinking of should have as in should apostrophe. Ve and I think that is proper, like to combine them and do user. Oh yes. but should work. of on like when I see I should have done this or could have. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay, let's keep going.
7: I love these. Um, first come, first serve. The first person to arrive will be the first person. Wait, hold served. on. First the come, gre- first served. Yes.
6: Okay. Well, get the next one.
7: Unless you're okay, doggy dog world.
6: Doggy dog, eat dog world. I Disagree. Eats,
7: it's a dog. A dog, dog eat world. dog
6: world. Dog eat dog.
7: Yes, dog eat dog world. Uh-huh. A world in which people will do anything. We know. We to know what successful. that is. Yes.
6: <laughs> we don't need to define them. It's a doggy dog world. Yeah, dog they keep doing them. There. Just list list them out and let me just like one at a time. No, that's don't need it. To... That's all of them. Oh, that's it. Okay, next story.
7: It's a dog world on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you should have
6: jumped to the next one sooner.
7: Should have.
6: Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Listen, you pulled a real 360 Whoa, there. Ho, ho, ho,
7: then and then. Okay. All right. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Brett. I'm still here. Okay. A New York City subway driver <laughs> is in trouble after letting his girlfriend conduct the D train. Oh, not my God. His I cock. heard this. For several stops, and she posted the photos on Instagram. I mean,
6: what an idiot. And the people that run the train systems are generally so um, well trained and like really take their job very seriously. And I'm, I, I respect the MTA transit people. I'm, I guess that's saying like ATM machine. I respect the MTA so much. And you know, there's always like if you strike and if you assault an MTA employee, Five you will spend in eternity in prison. Yeah, And uh, this guy, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of, why well, I was on a private girl. jet this weekend, I want to say. Did you get to fly it? I could have.
7: That's what I'm <laughs> saying.
6: I could have. could have. Um, but I didn't because the cockpit, it was so weird to see the cockpit open, the door open. I wanted them to close it just in case David Spade decided to, you know, hijack everyone. Like I, I, I just wanted it closed so that, and I'm not even joking you <laughs> at one point we, I got it. he sent a picture. I'm going to ask if we can post it on our story. Noah, please follow up with me to get this because I always promise things are going to post our story and i never do it. And I apologize to besties because I want you to be able to see these things. At one point he sends a picture to me and his assistant Heather while the plane while we're flying. And he was like, and we thought it was Photoshop because it shows the pilots showing each other a clipboard. And it has, like, a graph on it. You know, and it looks like they're, like, looking at coordinates. And it's a graph that has, like, it. it's this thing that's been circulating around, like, a meme, where it's like, is this a, a rabbit or a duck? And
8: yeah, they yeah. are looking at it,
6: and it looks like they're, like, sharing coordinates. Like, it looks like they're, like, talking about the flight plan. But it is they are both talking about wh- whether it's a duck or a... a a bunny and I'm like, this is why we closed the door because this is what they're all doing up there, and we don't need to see this shit. But I, yeah, I could have like on sat TikTok. on their lap and and did she actually have the controls of it? Do we do we see I her? I
7: mean, she was. I don't. Was think it her birthday? Control. Also, she's hot. He's trying to get laid. I mean, he's trying to impress her. It can't be that hard. Um, to to hit, go and stop, and then someone's telling you. Like, it's not that it big of a deal. It was take your I girlfriend
6: think. to work day. Yeah. We forget that.
7: Yeah. He does make 118000 a year. As they fucking fired. should. Yeah, it's good money. And
6: after, you know, after my monologue at the top, let's be honest, he's walking away with 51000 when all is said and done, I'm guessing. No, when, when, they, when you present a salary, cut it in half and then take a little bit more away.
7: Here's the problem. What? If she just let him come in the morning she never would have drove that train
6: so you're saying that to protect the New York City public men yes. women need to come, let their guys come yes that is maybe chapter eating. 18 and it, there is an addendum <laughs> to Cupid's Poison Arrow that says you can come if you are a D train operator and the fact that you don't come might lead you to give your girlfriend the responsibilities of driving your train okay you know what it's time for Andrew a short break We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
4: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper
8: It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And, in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Hi
3: there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Let's get to why do I care? Why do I care?
7: All right. Uh, vet Nicole Brown mm-hmm. says that deodorantless Matthew McConaughey smells like granola. So, as we know, a lot of people. People, a lot of celebrities are in the news for not showering, not letting their kids shower. Apparently, Matthew McConaughey was quoted as saying that he doesn't wear deodorant. So this actress really smelled him really hard and said, "Okay, that he smelled great. That he smelled like he has." Well, this he does is not more of his odor. run
6: of becoming president. You know, it's just this is the press <laughs> machine trying to get the word out. Um, I don't care about this at all. I'm so tired of. I, I don't even. I don't, of course he smells like granola. He looks like he does. And.
7: He looks like, yeah.
6: I, I don't know. I feel like you know, even, it was when Brenna was like, I need to shower and you still wanted to fuck her. Like, you probably smelled Brenna when she had BO. Does it really, like, sicken you to the point that she's unlovable? I mean, like, we, we aren't supposed to not smell, I don't think.
7: Well, there is that hippie smell that if it isn't treated for long enough, it does get pretty. I mean, humans can smell really fucking bad after, you know, a month or two of not showering. But, yeah, if you shower and, you you know, your armpits smell a little bit, I think, yeah, I think you can overlook it if you're fucking fucking Matthew McConaughey.
6: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that it's, yeah, it's probably. I wanted to share, uh, Rihanna posted something the other day. Of all these people saying she smells good, and she said like just saying it is. Have you guys heard of how Rihanna smells good and how everyone says no. it, and it's like a thing? I couldn't believe this. Hold on, let me find the clip. God, she posts I mean, a she lot. Wear
7: perfume or oh, or she already like took it down.
6: Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it though. Um, smell good. No, it's like it's every celebrity people talking anecdotally about meeting her and how she. Okay, she shared a video montage. Let's see if. Oh, it's on Twitter. I mean, okay.
7: what's that line though? There's something like, if it smells like a fish, it's a dish. If it smells like perfume, leave it alone, or something.
6: Mm. Oh, no, I've never heard of that. But if that it
7: smells like cologne. Leave it alone. Oh, like people that like overcompensate. Fish, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
6: I've been wearing your girlfriend's cologne that she gave me. Not cologne, <laughs> yeah. but um, the the, the scent because it's like it's one that I can travel with because it's so small, and it smells so good. And um, I feel really, and, but this made me very insecure. I don't wear perfume a lot because the one time I wore a fragrance, and I was working with, um, what is his name, Bobby Slayton, he was the headliner. We were in Tahoe, it was over ten years ago, and I put on Britney Spears perfume that smelled good to me, and and I, as someone who I like respected probably wore it, so I like was like, oh, I trust that it smells good, and he goes, oh. Jesus
5: Christ! <laughs> no!
6: And like really made me feel and I never from that point ever wanted to wear perfume again. But listen Can I to ask this a question
7: though? Oh okay. Listen to
6: this Rihanna, on. like this thing about Rihanna um smelling good. It starts with little Nas um reading uh like these are all just like clips of different people saying she smells good and, and, and what she says is just saying, okay.
3: Yeah. Wait, okay, so it says
6: he goes, there's a, a thing that says, What's your favorite smell?
3: What's your favorite smell? Rihanna,
6: good. Cardi B. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
7: that,
3: you smell so good.
7: Thank you. Rihanna smells so good. Had, like, really,
6: really soft smell Jennifer Lawrence. Like, smelled really
7: good, and I was. What
4: does she smell like? I can't even
7: describe
2: what she smelled like. But she's—it—it it was one of those things that literally left a memory on my mind when I walked away. Like, damn, she smells good. Go what does
5: it—what
4: does it smell like?
5: Heaven. Yeah. It smells like yeah. heaven. What does she smell, like? smell. like? Uh, like dreams and wishes coming true. When I met Rihanna, she smelled amazing and she mm. just got off
6: stage. She smells. I mean, you guys, this is only, this is half the video. It's, It keeps going, it's just random people being like, she smells so good. I cannot wait to smell her someday. I, I want to know I what it her. is and people go, you is- walked by me. Oh yeah, did, did you get a whiff? Uh...
7: I did not. I wish I did. When did I you wish see I her? Tried.
6: Oh, yeah, in the, in the um, hotel that you uh, were the
7: at. the Bowery Hotel. Yeah, she walked by. And uh, I don't know. Part of me thinks, though, if someone's, if everyone's like, she smelled like they almost expected her not to smell so good.
6: No, I think it's just, like, alarming. Sometimes you just meet someone and you're like, Jesus Christ, you smell good. I'm trying to think of, like, do you like?
7: I, oh, I know, you know a lot of girls that don't like cologne. Men cologne when men wear cologne. Do you like it or not? I
6: like it. it. There's a little part of me that's like, what are they covering up? But it just shows. I mean, I I think, I think it smells good. I think it shows that a man like cares about his appearance and like hygiene and like he'll probably have a nice like like ball and penis situation too <laughs> if he is caring about like spraying cologne and just like if, if it matches everything else going on if it's a guy that's wearing like disgusting clothes and also smells good then I'm like oh he's for breezing you know he's covering it up but if it's just like he looks like a guy that smells good and then he smells good I'm like oh that makes sense but what was I just
7: gonna say Noah was shaking her head that she doesn't like cologne. oh you don't Noah.
5: I'm
0: I am i Do not like cologne on men. I would prefer nothing.
6: (laughs) I would prefer BO, to be honest. Oh, I love the smell of a man. I love BO. Like, when I'm in love, uh, or like, I think it's love. It just makes, they smell so fucking good. Um, And I, you know, I'm on record as picking up dirty underwear. Like, not dirty as in like it has something on it, but like underwear that's on the floor and just... Huffing it like computer duster in a rag, you know, like really like, <laughs> like, like I want, the, like I just love it. Like and, you're like,
7: huffing paint. Yeah.
6: That's when I know I love someone is I'm just like, mm, I want to get in that armpit and like get it. And I've really let go of um, being worried about not smelling right down there or like tasting wrong or something down there. A, because I've tasted men's faces after they've been down there and it's great. A. And I've licked fingers after they've been in there. And I, you know, I know that it's not bad. But also, like, even if it's bad, if the guy loves me enough, it's not going to be a problem. And I honestly don't let anyone down there that might, that I don't trust and might talk shit about me if I was having, like, a bad day. You know?
7: Yeah, and even, you know, a bad whatever. Um, it, it, like, it's like lasagna, like a bad lasagna is still pretty damn delicious Sometimes my I mean vagina
6: looks like the the side of lasagna like all the layers like the Even wavy better. layers
7: Yeah yeah like a tiramisu
6: Yes No more like <laughs> the like pasta layers like the lips oh, kind yeah, of yeah. resemble <laughs> a layered lasagna a vegan lasagna All right let's As long get there's
7: to There's no ricotta in there I guess
6: Oh yikes Yeah no I haven't I thought I was getting a UTI the other day and thank god that it went away I'm I've been blessed with not having a lot of um stuff going on like there would be times at serious there was a while at Sirius when I would go to the bathroom and every day I would be like there someone is leaving behind a cloud of BV bacterial vaginosis where it's like their pussy just reeks and it like stays in the room not because they put a pad out or something like it's it permeates and, and you just feel so bad for girls that are suffering with that and um I would just look into your diet or I mean I don't I don't know if, if you have that going on. I hope someone would tell you because I think that when you smell you just you get used to your smell because that's an evolutionary thing we've learned.
7: Yeah.
6: is that like you get used to smells so that you can smell new smells that might be a threat to you. So um that's why we get used to our own smell and can't smell our own smell. Let's get to top 1, bottom 1. <laughs> Today's category is I love this one, Nikki. (laughs) Candies. Yes, candy. I don't know why I was like, God, we've probably done it before because it just seems like such a fun one, but we haven't. Uh, We're going to talk about our top one, bottom one, uh, candy. Andrew, uh, can you kick us off with your bottom candy?
7: My bottom one, candy. Drum roll is. uh, It sounds like a candy,
6: actually, a drum roll.
7: Sweet tarts.
6: Sweet tarts.
7: Or the heart things that you get on Valentine's. Those are disgusting. They're like paste. It's like eating fucking, uh, uh, what do you draw with on a board? Yeah, chalk. Chalk. It's just chalk. It's like chalk with letters. Get out of here.
6: Let's start with but, um the sweet tarts.
7: Yeah, sweet tarts don't do shit for me either.
6: What What is it about the sweet tart you do not like?
7: Because it ain't sweet. It's sour.
6: Mm. What about a shock tart? Are you not into a shock tart? That's sour, or like a sour, any sour candy. You just don't like sour.
7: I don't. For some reason, I don't mind sour, or not sour patch kids, and I don't mind the lemon things. the The war, not warheads. Lemon heads. Lemon heads. I don't mind lemon heads. Okay. I don't know what it about sweet tarts.
6: What about a ledge head? I
7: I mean, I'm dating one, so I gotta say I love them. And you're dating a sweet tart, if you if you ask me. A sweet fart, if you know what I mean. Um, But yes, but uh, more than anything, I I, I was thinking sweet tart, but then getting to the hearts on Valentine's Day, that's the shittiest candy on earth. I'm not joking because you. If we did a top it, five,
6: bottom five, candy hearts for Valentine's Day would be in my top five. One of my favorite candies bottom, of all time. For bottom? No, top. For top? Dude, I love those hearts, and I don't even read what they say because I just put <laughs> them in my – I've made myself – I once – Ate so many of those around that time of year, Christmas. I ate so many of those one year <laughs> um, that I was severely hungover the next day. I have had the for I've heard about this, in, you know, in my eating disorder communities of people being addicted to sugar and having hangovers the next day, like uh, akin to alcoholic hangovers. And I never mm-hmm. understood it. And now that I'm remembering, there was one time, and I had quit drinking years prior and I had not had a, a hangover and i felt so sick the next day because of how many i ate and i haven't been able to eat them since it was like jaeger you know like it like ruined them for me but yeah. i really love those love um, is it the sentimental or no no it has taste. i don't even read them i don't like i i they could be in the shape of a piece of poop and I'll be like <laughs> they not have any color to them and and have r- written in
7: interesting you know
6: Taliban when font. You,
7: when you eat fun dip do you like the stick
6: oh I hate the fun I hate the sugar because it's that it's tucky and it like <laughs> I need it to be like less I like the stick. I don't like the. I did not like that, the
3: sugar. That's wild. Because You're it goes like head? it becomes
6: like cotton in your mouth. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Consistency is most well, of this with me, but for I some reason, I the
7: stick because the stick's very chalk like, like yeah, I love art. it.
6: Sweet tarts, though, I agree with you. I do not like the consistency, and I don't like the flavor, and I w- would eat them as good, um, but not um, not my favorite. Noah, what is your bottom one candy?
0: Okay, I just want to say for Andrew, uh. I hate sweet tarts too, but yeah. what I hate even more than sweet tarts are whoppers. Oh. They kind of malt. Whoa,
7: I'm a you whopper, don't like man.
0: malt? No malt for Noah. Okay, um, well,
6: Why is it not the consistency
0: dope? or the taste? The consistency and the taste. Like you know when they would give you like powdered milk or something. Okay, yes. It just it just feels like that. Like I'm just putting that in my mouth, covered in chocolate. It oh. just grosses me out. It's
7: almost like astronaut dessert. Like,
6: Fun Dip for me gives me that powder of like, it just needs to get wet. Why is it so dry? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> but, um, Whoppers do not, they're, it's not like pieces of powder. It's like a, it's like a ball of it. And, um, I strongly disagree. I love Whoppers, but I do understand an aversion to a candy that's so strong like that.
7: And there are some candies that start out the first 20, it's the best thing you'll ever eat. Then the last 20, like Whoppers for me, I get them when I go to the movies. Fantastic first twenty, and then they really depreciate pretty quickly. After. Yes, kind of but like anyhow, orgasms. What's your, what's your bottom? Nick? My
6: bottom one is going to be very controversial, and I'm sorry to everyone. Oh my about god, this. I know
7: what you're going to do. What? Starburst? No, no, no. Oh, love
6: a starburst. It's <laughs> I would I would almost say it's more controversial, and I'm not trying to be. Um, I, I, honestly, I really thought about this, and I go, "Is this your least favorite candy?" And it truly is Whoa, Reese's peanut butter cups. I not, let me just say,
7: it's all about consistency. You
6: guys, it's all about consistency. I do not like, I like the chocolate on the outside, but I don't like that. It's like too (laughs) cakey and dry in the middle. It needs to be creamier. Maybe I had a bad one at one point. Butterfingers also don't care for, I don't like, I didn't used used to just not like peanut butter, um, tasting things as a kid. And, um, But Reese's, I would never grab a Reese's. Now, Reese's Pieces, I'm putting in my top five. So it's not about the Reese's company. It is about the cup itself. It's about the inside of the cup being a chalky kind of dry peanut butter, and I don't care for it, and I don't understand the appeal.
7: So you would want it more wet in there somehow, like a caramel kind of texture.
6: Yeah, uh, yeah, or just like more um, more wet, Uh, like that dryness. I just don't like when you crack it open, it just looks – Uh, I I just don't like it. Um, all right, let's get to our, I I can't explain it. And I think a lot of it's leftover from my childhood. I do think that I've had Reese's cups that I've been like, okay, this is decent, but it's never going to be my favorite.
7: What about the, the egg? the egg or the Reese's egg. I've never It'd had a be Reese's egg because I
6: wouldn't even go there because why, why waste <laughs> the sugar and the calories and like the fat of, and the processed nature of candy on something that you just don't even like. And um, Noah, what your question again, sorry.
0: What if it's partly melted? Like if it's been in your pocket and then it's, that all would be more appealing to
6: me. Um, just like Maria Bamford said in her special where she'll put like a protein bar in the um, glove compartment And she goes, and I pull out a protein bar out of the glove compartment. Mmm, fresh out of the oven. (laughs) It just always makes me laugh so hard. (laughs) I would would prefer a melted one. Thank you for asking, and that is absolutely true. Let's get to our top one. Andrew, your number one candy.
7: Man, this is tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's one that I go to the most because it's always around, and that's just the old school Snickers.
6: Yeah, yeah. But –
7: if I had to go by, but, you know, taste
5: there's a lot that of candies I don't that get are that always much. around.
6: I mean, you're acting like I keep bowls of Snickers just around your bedside table, which you know wouldn't fit because there's too many cans. But why? Why? Um, there's a lot of candies oh, yeah. that are always around. There's Twix. There's uh, mm,
7: they're I can't in think of they're in bar. they're in they're they're in, uh, Walgreens and stuff. I'm talking about if let's say you go to a golf country club, they usually have maybe. So two you're saying
6: bars. the the candy at a. That is of choice for you to have at a golf club. <laughs> of those Pretty candies, much. Snickers is your favorite. Okay. I didn't it's know the, that it we o- were the only one. specifying. And,
7: and then a, a take five is fantastic. Yeah.
6: Take fives are uh, with the pretzel, caramel, oh, I, car- maybe nougat in there. <laughs> yeah. Take five is, is a uh, a trip. It's really fun. Um, A lot of different things going on there. Okay. Snickers, yep. I, you know. I think you're. I think most people that have Snickers have fallen for the marketing that it's like hungry. some somehow a, like nutritional, and that it's giving <laughs> you like energy and it's like it's better for you than other candies. And I know you're someone who's very susceptible to marketing. And I think you, I think without the hungry why wait commercials, you wouldn't have answered <laughs> Snickers just now.
7: Is there any truth to that? Potentially, I mean. Look, you're t- yes. Have you I ever mean, read
6: you're... a Snickers label and seen what the amount of sugar and fat and like what goes into them? Just I, I, and by the way, I'm not judging you for having them because you're not a fat guy. Eat your Snickers, like
7: you. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I I've never read. Maybe I saw the calorie count as like 140 or something. Yeah,
6: yeah. I'm looking at that sugar more than calories and I just think a Snickers might be more sugar than you should have in a year probably.
7: I just think Snickers is a boring answer. It's but we're talking very about basic candy so. Bitch answer.
6: No, it's not a bitch answer. I think that people love Snickers and um I have to, I don't eat candy anymore cuz I don't eat uh sugar but or I avoid it, you know. Uh sugar and I don't crave it anymore even though candy used to be the only thing I cared about as a child and all I wanted to do was become an adult so I could just eat candy. Like, I couldn't believe that adults can just eat candy all the time and, like, didn't do it. It just, like, I would go to the mall and go to the Sweet Factory and just get, spend $7, which back in the 90s, $7 of Sweet Factory candy was a lot. I mean, that was an absurd mean, amount to spend on yeah. on on candy. And just eat those peach rings, the, like, little sugary uh, watermelon slices, uh, the ropes, the, 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 the strips of, like, sugar, like, sparkly sugar on those long strips that looked like. You know, uh, sport tape. Loved it. I'm not
7: a Twizzler. Uh, fuck Twizzlers, by the way. Yeah, you know, my
6: parents loved Twizzlers. They always had them on hand. And <laughs> Twizzlers and Goobers. Goobers and are great.
7: Fuck, um, whatchamacallit. Well, I want to know, uh, whatchamacallits? Uh, uh, well, I actually love what. I've,
6: no, I've never had one. And before. I love
7: Rolos, too. Oh,
6: my I mom love Rolos. loves Rolos. My mom loves Sixlets. <laughs> my mom's favorite candy is a Sixlet. So if you uh, have any kind of connection to Sixlets, send them my way. Um, so, Noah, what's your number one? My number one, and I chose it as number
0: one because I can't find it anywhere anymore, are uh Crybaby Tears. <laughs> what? Hold on, are I sure am. That's not a band
7: like... you like.
0: No. <laughs> so it's it's this sour candy, and it stays like what I loved about it is that it stayed sour until the end. Like oh I always, my hated God, sour candy. Literally never even seen <laughs> I've these games.
6: They look like teardrops. I used to love
0: stuffing a bunch of them in my mouth. What? And just like seeing how much sour I could take. And
6: so it takes, it's nostalgic and you do like, you like sour.
7: And this guy looks like you a little.
6: He looks like like
0: the old version of Bart Simpson. Yeah, Yeah, he does.
6: He looks like the original Bart Simpson or like the original (laughs) sketch for Skeeter on Doug. I mean, this is so funny that you like these. I have never heard of them before and I'm a candy connoisseur. Um. And I will get to my number one candy.
7: Yeah, what's your number one? Nick? honestly. Let me guess. Let me guess. You're
6: not gonna guess it, but 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 take a shot. I just don't think you know. Now you put it that. This might be like the crybabies of like. Yeah, then I won't
7: get it. I won't get it. Okay,
6: let me say before we just before you jump in and comment, let me say my favorite candy is Smarties. Now, before you jump in, I am not talking about the American Smarties. I am talking about the Canadian chocolate candy-coated M&M. It's it's like a large M&M with a thicker coating. It has pastel colors, and the way they crunch in your mouth when they are, I would say, slightly warm in your pocket is just heaven. I love Smarties. They are the only candy I will ever eat. For the rest of my life, and I treat myself to them when I go to Canada. I didn't get any this time, but um, they just they just nailed it. I feel like M and M's and Reese's Pieces. The candy coating is not crunchy enough. The, this one is probably three to four times the amount of candy coating, and it's not hard to crunch, but it gives you a little bit more of a, a pressure to get through. And then you and they're bigger, and they come in these little tiny boxes. <laughs> I fucking love a Smartie. And let me just even say. Other Canadian candy that is amazing, Aero, A E R O's, because they have little bubbles in them that makes them fluffier and like not as condensed as chocolate. I need my, I like a moussey type thing. Um, so smart Canadian Smarties are my favorite. Please do not send me them because I I really can't control myself around them, and what, I try to. What avoid came
7: it. first, the, uh, the American Smarties or the Canadians? I would assume the American Smarties, because that might be my worst. Actually, I didn't even think of these. Cause I love smarties, American, American smarties, smarties too. No, they're like the hearts. I they're love
5: chalk.
6: them. I like them, I, and um, I know what you mean by like having a bad consistency because I don't like the consistency of Fun Dip of. Um, Sweet yeah. tarts of shock tarts. I thought it was a disgusting consistency. Like it just, uh, I love sprees though. So I, I don't know. I just, don't I like, like a
7: spree. I like a chewable spree. Sprees are great. Uh, the, chewy spree. I'm never
6: about the color of a candy. I think it's all like <laughs> not really different, but a purple spree. aside from, you know, starburst final thought, what is everyone's favorite color of starburst? Andrew,
7: I mean... if you say
6: red, I'm going to walk out of the room.
7: See, this is the thing. I knew you were going to say, I, I'm a basic bitch with my Starburst, with my Snickers, with my life. Is with it my red? clothes? I would have to say it's pink. And yes. I and pink, but pink is so unoriginal. No, it's I mean, not. I could say yellow and be. It's not. Yellow is really
6: good, too. Uh, uh, Noah? My favorite is pink. Also. Yep. Me, too. Okay. Pink is yeah, the best. I mean,
7: Everyone says pink. But then, if
6: you're going number two, are you going to go yellow or are you going to go red, orange, or like what's another flavor?
7: I'd go red, then orange.
6: I would do red last. Red has this like very bitter greed. Let me ask you this. If we're going outside of the original Starburst pack and we're going to like, um, do you remember the green pack? It was like more tropical flavors.
7: (laughs) Yes. The watermelon
6: one, the dark green one (laughs) that had like the, the red writing on the dark green was delicious that one's so good um Noah what are you what are your thoughts on Snickers on Snickers yeah uh
0: I can't eat it anymore like I okay so how I psych myself out of eating candy is I just read what's in it and when I start to read stuff that I don't understand it just turns me off from it so I haven't had a Snickers in a long time and now when I eat it it's like too sweet so I don't like it
7: some sometimes I think if you looked at the ingredients of your favorite toy as a kid <laughs> and yeah. then a candy bar, there there's some mix there's some mix and match there. I yeah, think.
1: it's true. <laughs> Like, Like, I feel like they're made in the same
7: factory. Like, I think the last thing for a toy is like to not make it edible. I've never
6: (laughs) seen ingredients on a toy.
7: Oh, if you look on the back of where if you bought the box, there'd probably be ingredients. I'm just saying that I just feel like
6: toys
7: and candy are built in the same factory. Yeah, I I, I, I get the joke. I like
6: it. You're right. Like, they say, you know, when you (laughs) I remember um, when I was first starting to think about being vegan, I'm like, I'm going to I was really broke and I always got the grilled chicken. Breast at uh Subway and I would put that on my salad. It looked it was so good. The consistency. I just I was like I'm gonna miss eating Subway because they don't they didn't have veggie, veggie patty at the time at the ones that I was going to and veggie patty. I love the veggie patty even though I think there is um like some kind of no. You egg. said
7: v- veggie veggie
6: patty. patty. I mean it's <laughs> kind of tastes like that honestly. I think I did say veggie patty um, but. I remember a girl saying, me. she goes, if you uh, looked up the ingredients in the chicken, you would realize that it's not chicken. You can eat it. It's probably vegan because there's just so little chicken in that. It's like a yoga mat, you know? Um, <laughs> I will say that, like, if you're someone out there who loves Snickers and loves a candy bar type thing, I have sweetness in my life. Like, You need to get off the candy to recalibrate like what you think is sweet. And you know when people have desserts and they go, oh, that's too sweet, and they put it away? I've never related to those people like that is insane to me that someone go it's too rich Mm -mm." it's like there's never enough sweetness I'm a sugar addict through and through like I love sugar it was my first addiction for sure um but I am now off sugar and uh, the best uh, I am a protein bar kind of like I am so I know every protein bar and all the vegan protein bars especially I don't even want to give this away because it is like the serum that I talked about and I'm never going to tell you that serum again because I already said it once and I'm not saying it again. But this almost feels the same to me but I want to help people out who are trying to break the sugar cycle. The best bars that are low sugar and vegan and taste delicious and sugary and I don't know how they sweeten them and they're pretty they're like good for you. N- NuGo Slim. Do not get NuGo regular because they have tons of sugar in them. NuGo Slim peanut butter. Or raspberry, or the mint. Nugo Slim. Now there's so also you like
7: Nugo Slim peanut butter, but not peanut butter Reese's. Which yeah, is I mean just... peanut
6: butter's not the problem here. It's the consistency <laughs> of the inside of the Reese's. Um, and then the other one that is my favorite, and I hope this doesn't drive the price up of them. I don't know, understand why I'm even trying to make it about like I have so much influence.
7: There's the... like insider traders that listen to this. Raw podcast. Rev.
6: Raw. These are the best ones. And they are tiny. They are low sugar. They are so 11 grams of protein, 13 grams of fiber, gluten free, non GMO, three grams of sugar. Um, They are raw rev glow, GLO, raw rev glow. The peanut butter, dark chocolate and sea salt uh, are the best Best, best. Uh, there's also a peanut butter variety. Don't love that because I'm, it's just too much peanut butter and not enough chocolate. Um, those are the two best. And you give me a raw Rev Glow peanut butter, dark chocolate, and <laughs> sea salt that has been a little bit warmed up in my pocket. And I, I I, think it might be my favorite food. It is so delicious. There's chia seeds in it that give it a little crunch. And the, the chocolate melts in a way that is so, like, a, a warm cookie from the Double Tree Hotel. It is amazing that there's not a lot of sugar in there. And I have, I, I don't eat a ton of them because I actually try to have real meals now. I used to live on protein bars. But those are the best ones. And I used to be, uh, all I ate up until, you know, a year and a half ago was Orgain. Uh, protein bars, it's like those were my go-to. I never ate anything else. I would supplement sometimes with a no-cow, but no-cow has a chalkiness to it that's not my favorite. But I'm not kidding you, Raw Rev, I have two a day. I love them so much. They are great on the go, and they probably will satiate you just as much as, like, a Snickers without the sugar. So um, don't eat the ones funny, I have, but order your own.
7: Very funny candy bar story that I was just told recently. You know Baby Ruth, the bar? Yeah. The candy bar? Babe Ruth, the baseball player, sued them for taking his likeness, and they said it had nothing to do with
6: it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he sued for his likeness. Like he, like maybe his dick looked like uh, the bar. Like maybe he was so riddled with, uh, you know. V like different venereal diseases that he was like oh it's not about the name it's like the candy bar looks like my penis it's the like it looks like the
7: sh- my hot dog shit yeah uh,
6: this weekend on the in the plane David Spade took a Twix and put it in the toilet and took a picture of it and goes guys who left this behind and his <laughs> assistant Heather thought it was an actual shit and she was like it wasn't me and I go how do you think I'm wondering do you shit like perfectly little rectangular glossy like with a drizzle on it that you like I, what are your shits like I was like I wanna I wish I were you that I would think that that was even a shit it was really funny <laughs> and Spade goes we're on this like voice chain and he goes um yeah that was really hard for me to place in there like it was like you guys should have seen me in there I had to like shit in my hand and then put it in, it was just so funny that I- <laughs> I, uh, I had a great time. I want to talk more about that weekend. We're going um, to have a great week of shows. We will see you tomorrow on the show for a special uh, F-Boy Island edition of the Nikki Glazer podcast. So go binge that. Catch up with us and start that show so you can enjoy tomorrow. We're going to tell you all the behind-the-scenes info. Um, see you then. Don't be cut. And Jack Free.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB.